You are listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast by The Crossing on how to live into God's bigger story. Hi, welcome back to A Bigger Life, a podcast that you don't only just listen to, but you actually participate in, a podcast where we meditate on God's Word and toward the end, together spend a time in prayer. I lead and you listen and try to make the prayer your prayer as we're learning how to pray Scripture back to God. This is one of those practices in the Christian life that will absolutely change your prayer life, and it will change your life, because God's Word has a certain power to it that comes from the very Holy Spirit of God. And it's mysterious. We can't always put our finger on it. We don't know when it's happening, but there's something about God's Spirit using His Word in our hearts to bring life, to breathe God's life and God's Spirit into us. And that's what Psalm 19 is about. We're going to look at Psalm 19 today. It's another psalm of King David. And if you've been a Christian for a while, you've heard some of these verses because it they talk about the two ways that God reveals himself powerfully in our minds, our hearts, our souls. The first is that God reveals himself. He reveals his glory. He reveals his power. He he opens up our hearts to his reality through looking at creation. And then the second part talks about how he does it through his written word, what we call the Bible. Let's just read the first four verses. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. So this is a verse that, if you've been a Christian for a while, people have read this because it's a great verse talking about looking at the universe the galaxies. I mean, not just our own solar system, which is beyond any kind of measurement of how we would measure space. It's so huge. Our solar system is just one of billions of stars in our own galaxy. And then our own galaxy is one of billions of galaxies in the known universe. It, 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 we can't even begin to grab it with our minds. It, 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 it's beyond comprehension. But the, the Bible here is saying the, the heavens, the universe, declares the very glory of God. As incomprehensible as the universe is, it's still a picture of God's infinite power, the power to create this universe, His infinite wisdom the wisdom necessary to create this universe and just the tip of the iceberg of things we know about the universe when it comes to cellular structure, uh, neutrinos, neutrons, quantum physics. I mean, these are things that we barely understand. And yet they're uh, things that I'm sure are only the tip of the iceberg of what is involved in the intricacies of the wisdom and the intelligence of creating this universe. It declares the glory of God and his love because the God that created this universe, if he has, as the Bible says, an intense love for us, think of the intensity of that love that created this universe, that vastness of power and glory focused like a laser beam in the character of love. Think about the intensity of that love, a love right now that we take by faith. 
because we have to believe the promise of God regarding it. That as we looked at in the last podcast, from that verse in Colossians, that we are chosen and dearly loved by God. The heavens declare the glory of God, the power of God. And the sky above proclaims his handiwork, proclaims his creation ability. He is the I am, and from him all existence comes. He's the source of all existence. Verse 2, day to day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. So the the universe is speaking to us. It's like what Paul says in Romans 1, that we should know about God's power and his attributes just by looking at what he's made. And so everyone is without excuse because there's enough to see about God in the seen universe. It speaks to us. It reveals knowledge. Verse 3, there is no speech, nor are there words whose voice is not heard. Their voice goes out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. And, and obviously the language here, the heavens declare, the sky proclaims, day to day pours out speech and night to night reveals knowledge, the, whose voice is not heard. The voice goes out into all the earth, voice to the ends of the earth. These are all words that talk about, in some sense, the universe being a kind of word of God, the voice of God, the speech of God that reveals to us knowledge. And then the second part in verse 7 starts talking specifically about special revelation. So there's natural revelation, which is the, the universe, and then there's special revelation that is specifically the revealed word of God written through his prophets and apostles. And so it's going to use language here that's a very Old Testament kind of language, uh, synonyms like law, testimony, precepts, commandments, rules. These are, these are Old Testament synonyms for God's word. So if you wanted to insert the word of God, uh, every time you see it, it would be getting to the point. It's just what Psalms tries to do through poetry, what David's doing through the poetry of a psalm is trying to use different words, meaning the same thing, just because of the poetic element for it. And so verse 7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. We could say the, the word of the Lord, the word of Yahweh, the word of the I am, is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of Yahweh, the testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord is the commandment of the Lord is pure enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired, if we really understood what they are, verse 10, more to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. This is talking about you can't get something more precious when it comes to joy and pleasure, the, the sweetness the value of gold, the joy of honey, honey from the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and keeping them there is great reward. So natural revelation tells us things about God that are true, but, but not enough to bring about a kind of salvation in our lives that would, that would know how to become acceptable before God, how to 
how to be obedient to God in the faith in his gospel promise kind of sense. We need special revelation for that. And that's that's what he means by law and testimony and precepts and commandments and, and rules. Uh, the word of God revives the soul. The word of God makes wise the simple. The word of God rejoices the heart. The word of God enlightens the eyes. And we know that by by obeying the word of God, it is like gold. It is like honey. It is, there is great reward in our lives, not just in, in this life, but in eternity. And it's really interesting because I think when you think about this psalm and what it's saying about God's word, what it's saying is that there's a, there's a power in God's word that does something in us. It revives our soul. When we, when we read it, when we meditate on it, when we pray it back to God, when we soak in it, there's something that happens that revives our soul. And it's really interesting. If you look at verses in the Bible that talk about the Spirit of God and what the Spirit of God does in our lives, and then you look at other verses in the Bible that talk about the Word of God and what the Word of God does in our lives, what you find is there's a long list of things that the Bible says both the Spirit of God and the Word of God do. It's almost as if one can't really happen without the other. It's like what Paul says in Ephesians 6.17, that the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. It's what the Spirit of God uses in our lives to to expose... um, destructive patterns and darkness for what it is and convicts us of sin and and gives us a desire for righteousness and gives us a power to overcome sin by having a greater love a greater joy in obedience to the true and and to the living real god and so there's something about the word of god that the holy spirit uses it said jesus says the words that i have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. And so there's these words of God that is actually his spirit that brings life. And First Peter says that the word of God is what causes, he says, for you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable seed through the living and enduring word of God. Now, of course, Jesus talked about being born again by the Holy Spirit. In in Ephesians, Paul says, be filled with the Spirit. In Colossians, he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. And so both are together. Both are needed. Both are, you can't have one without the other. You can't really have the Spirit of God working in your life and, and, and bringing this power and joy and love and gratitude in your life. Self-control, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, all these fruits of the Spirit. It doesn't happen in our lives without the Word of God. And this is why it's so important for us to learn how to meditate on and how to pray back Scripture because there's something about it when we do it, we're really coming into contact with, in a sense, the the lifeblood of God's Spirit in our lives, reviving our soul by His Word, making us wise by His Word, rejoicing and bringing joy to our heart by his word, enlightening our eyes by his word. And the more we really understand what his word is, the more we see it as even more valuable than anything we could possess, whether it's a material possession like gold or whether it's a pleasure like honey from the honeycomb or whatever it is, the word of God is 
better. The Word of God is more valuable if we really understand what it is. And so when we think about this psalm, it's saying the same God who spoke and who speaks the universe into existence by his power of his word, he speaks this universe into existence with its billions of galaxies, also has spoken. He speaks life into our existence by his revealed word, what we call the Bible. That's what this psalm is saying. And so you know, when we think about commandments, rules, those are kind of negative words. We don't really think that's an attractive thing. But if we really understood the human condition being the condition the Bible describes, it's thorns and thistles and dust and death and darkness. And it's, you know, Paul says, hating and hating one another and being hated. I mean, it's this anarchy. It's this chaos that we don't quite see because we're inside the snow globe and we don't see the world inside. We can't see from the outside. But if we saw it from the outside, we'd see it for what it is. And if we understood the anarchy, so to speak, the darkness, the chaos, then commandments and rules are life-giving relief when there's chaos and darkness and anarchy. And we don't like commandments and rules because we don't see the tyranny of our own true condition. We don't see our own world inside the snow globe that God's commandments and God's rules and God's testimony and God's precepts and God's law, these are words that are really talking about speaking life, enlightening the eyes, reviving the, the, the soul, rejoicing the heart. These are positive things, obviously. So let's take a moment now and just pray these verses back to God. Let's learn how to do it as we do it. So pray with me. The word here used for God is the Lord, the name, your name, Lord, your name, Yahweh, your name, which means the I am. You are pure. I am infinite the source of all existence. Nothing exists without the I am, the very source of all existence. Existence himself. You are the I am, and nobody is apart from you. I am not without you. So I come before you in prayer, and I am overwhelmed by your power. When I think about this universe I get a glimpse of your glory. I get a glimpse of your power. I get a glimpse of the vastness of your wisdom and the intensity of your love and the infinite source of joy that comes from you. You are the source of infinite joy, the source of infinite love, the source of infinite wisdom and power and glory and radiance. To belong to you is to have utter significance that I cannot even begin to understand. To be able to call you Father defines who you are to me and it defines who I am to you and there's something about that that if I really understood even just 10% of what that would mean I would break down crying 
that you, the God that created this universe, wants me to call you Father, that you are intimately, infinitely with me in the present tense because you are the I am, always in the present tense, in my present tense. And that I'm to see this universe as speaking to me in a way that draws me to you, that I would trust you, worship you, see you as the most worthy glory and the most worth it pursuit in my whole life, more than any gold or any pleasure, that I would pursue you as the true greatest possession, the greatest treasure. And your word, Lord, is perfect. It revives my soul. I pray that you would use your word by your Holy Spirit, your perfect word by your Holy Spirit to revive my soul, revive my heart, revive my life, revive my love, revive my joy, revive my peace, my appreciation and gratitude. Your word is sure. It makes wise the simple. Your word is right, completely right, and it rejoices my heart. I pray that you would rejoice my heart by your word, that you would give me wisdom by your word, that you would revive my soul by your word. Your word is pure. It enlightens the eyes. I pray that you would enlighten my eyes, or as Paul says, that you would open the eyes of my heart that I would know the hope to which you've called me and the riches of your glorious inheritance for me in Christ. Your word enlightens my eyes. It endures forever. It is true. It is righteous altogether and truly more valuable than any gold, any fine gold, any honey, even the drippings of the honeycomb. It is more pleasurable because it brings life. It brings great reward. I pray, God, that you would give me a greater love for your word, but that you would also, by your Holy Spirit, use your word in my life to make me alive, to open my eyes, to help me to see more and more. Because your word endures forever, forever, forever. Your word will bear fruit in my life forever. I want to praise you forever. I want to be in your presence to see your glory. And who knows what forever means and even just exploring this beautiful, vast universe. And how cool that would be to see your power and your glory truly as we explore this universe in the forever of your kingdom without sin, without death, without sadness, without disease, but with glory, without jealousy, but with love, without depression, but with joy, without fading and weakness, but with strength and reviving of our soul without a despairing, anxious, and worrisome heart, but a revived heart, revived by a resurrection, revived by being animated by your Holy Spirit. Forever, this joy that comes 
from seeing your glory in creation, but being brought into this redemption, this salvation, this restoration by believing your word is true, believing your word is pure, believing your word endures forever, believing your word is perfect, believing your word is right, and therefore submitting to your word because we submit to your Holy Spirit in our lives. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you that you have given me, given us your word. You could have been silent, but you spoke and you speak. And I give thanks to you that you speak to me, that I have faith because you have spoken to me and speak to me by your Holy Spirit through your word. I pray that you would continue. I pray that you would continue to bear fruit in my life and revive my soul and enlighten my eyes by your word. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to A Bigger Life, a podcast of The Crossing, a church in Columbia, Missouri. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and give it a rating so people can find this content more easily or consider texting it to a friend or posting it on social media. Thanks for listening.